Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Race Tech, get your bike work done there. Get motor work, suspension work done with the folks at Race Tech. Tell them you listen to Pulp, and they'll give you a discount. So get the right spring rate for your weight and or speed. Get your bike dialed in with Race Tech. they got service centers all across America. You will uh, really thank yourself if you get your suspension service and get that oil change and bushings and seals and all of that. And tell them you listen to Pulp and save. With Racetech, All Balls Racing as well. After a long winter, your bike may be ready for some TLC. A carburetor rebuild kit from All Balls Racing will get your bike in the top condition and ready to hit the road or trails. Call them, 555-402-8000, allballsracing.com. they got a lot of sister companies like the Vertex Pistons and Pivot Works and Hot Cams. All Balls Racing, they're all in, so you can go all out. All right, on to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, Hangtown Motocross Review with Weech and JT coming right up. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. Uh, please check them out at your local dealer or motorsport.com. 20, 2022 Kinetic Mesh is out and uh, lots of colors. Great sizes, and uh, yeah, it's, it's the, my favorite line of fly gear because it fits great, it's super lightweight, and it's super vented, and it's June already, so it's hot as hell, and this will be great stuff for you. The Formula Helmet, there is no better helmet on the market. It's quiet, it's safe, it's lightweight, it's amazing, it fits incredibly. Please check out all the models of the Formula Helmet if you can. If you're in the market for a high-end helmet, and they have, they have a... F- Three different ones across the price ranges, I believe. Flyracing.com for more information on that. And uh, thank you to the Fly Racing guys for coming on and supporting a lot of things on the Pulp Network and supporting a lot of the shows that we do. Great, great guys to have on. And Renthal as well. Renthal.com. They swept the podium in the MXGP class this weekend. And, of course, they got the wins in uh, over here in a super, or Motocross as well. Renthal.com. 7.8 bar, fat bar, fat bar 36. Twin wall bar. They got it all. Sprockets, chains, grips. They got half waffles and full waffles and, and mediums and soft and firms. Renthal.com. They have a real cool uh, dealer locator. Um, thing on their website as well. If you want to look for some product and check your local dealer stock, you can do that. They got a bar bend chart as well that's out of this world. Um, Really, really cool to see all the things that are going on at rental.com and the mountain bike stuff too. Carbon and aluminum bars, different sizes and different stems and such. Uh, Rental.com for more information. And Maxxis Tires, MXSTs developed by some guy named McGrath. He was in the booth last weekend. The SGB Honda team put the Maxxis tires in main events and Supercross as well. So, yeah, Maxxis.com, light truck tires, trailers, light truck tires, trailer tires, mountain bike tires. I like the minions on my uh, intense tasers. So, please check it out, Maxxis.com. Really appreciate it. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll tell you more about Cobalinks 
and motorsport.com as we go on the show. But here's JT, Weege, and I talking about Hangtown. And now, as promised on the Fly Racing RacerX podcast, a complete review of everything that went down there at uh, Hangtown, Round 2 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. Uh, first up, joining me, he was in the booth all day with six-time national champion, Brock Glover. It's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, we're we're strapped in for the ride now with the rotating cast. You know, we officially did it. We now had two different sets in two different rounds. Uh, we can get into that here. Uh, also, big tip of the visor to our pit reporter who has come a long way in a short amount of time, uh, whoever that guy is. So, uh, overall, really fun weekend, and the racing was phenomenal also. We still had some MAV-TV issues with the app. Neither one of you gentlemen, yeah. neither one of you gentlemen are quite there yet, but, you know, they're... On fixing it, we aren't. No, but like you guys aren't aren't struggling with this right now. You're not dealing with this. It was eighty six percent better this week, but did kick you off midway through the four fifty moto, and you had to go through a whole bunch of things to get back on. So, yeah, yeah, and I noticed because I start getting weirdo Twitter notifications and even comments on my YouTube channel. It's like people are just finding any avenue they can go to to. And I, as soon as my email starts, because I get notifications, yeah, my email started going like late in the day. I'm like, oh, I have a feeling I know what these messages are for. <laughs> it's funny, yeah. yeah. Like, what are you supposed to do? Why would you email Jason Wygant? <sighs> well, I mean, I would, I would like to say that's hilarious and dumb, but at the same time, they don't know what else to do. I might add there, there is an email. I'll, I'll go find it here. There is an email for Mav TV itself just for this. Um, so give me a second, and I'll find it. That's what you're supposed to do, but I get it. You're just finding anything they can. Well, I don't know. Also on the line, the pit reporter, Fly Racing, flyracing.com, the 2022 and a half kinetic mesh is out. It's uh, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. I survived another weekend. Well, another That's one down. You. Yeah, and but you're out this weekend. Uh, NBC crew, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, the uh, the NBC crew comes back in, so Ricky Carmichael will be in, and Will Christian will be in. Fantastic. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get into it. Weed, you got the uh, email there? Uh, no, I thought I did, but I do not. I'll okay. find it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it was a lot better than it was last week. For sure, I watched it all. I watched the practice show. You know, I watched everything. Uh, but, yeah, there were still some issues and password problems. Some guy in Seattle is having an issue. He's been texting us. He's not happy. But, <laughs> you know, lots of yeah, lots of things going on. Um uh, Brock Glover was really good, Weege. Uh, he was a little mellow to start the day. Uh, but you know what? we You said, I think, on our review last week, or maybe you wrote it in Racerhead, that you had no fears about Brock and maybe this one would be the best one all year long. And, and, you, and you were right. Brock was really good. Uh, yeah, but actually, it, it's surprising in the opposite way. Yeah, I was not worried about this one at all, even though Brock had never done this job before and Rick Johnson and Jeremy McGrath, who we had last week, had in different capacities. I just felt like Brock, first of all, we all know, if you're in the pits and you've hung out with him, Brock is not afraid to talk. He has the gift of gab. That is not a problem. Second, he's way more plugged in than probably any ex-pro, besides maybe an ex, like, okay, Nathan Ramsey's a team manager, right? But for the most part, he's as dialed as anybody. So I'm like, between him wanting to talk, his own knowledge as a racer, and being at the races every weekend and knowing all of the riders, this will be a piece of cake. But I have to say, man, when we started the first few minutes of our practice show uh-huh. at 10 a.m., yep. I was like, uh-oh. Uh, I, he was nervous or tight or just didn't bring the, you know, you yeah. have to almost overact to be more enthusiastic than you would in a real conversation. Yeah. Uh, so I was worried. And he got better throughout the day, and I was doing as much as I could to help that along. So I was so focused on that. 
that I thought it was like okay, and then I went back and watched the show this morning, and I'm like, oh no, it was really good, and there were tons of compliments. So it is the the point I'm making here is yeah, what you experience behind the scenes, and when you see someone and they tell you they're nervous, and that you tell they tell you they're, they're struggling, and what the finished product is to the outside world can be totally different because it did sound good actually yeah i i yeah i thought that's 100 percent for sure I, I mean speaking from from my experience on these live podcast shows sometimes i'll be like ah oh, dude that wasn't a very good very good uh a show or whatever and then right you know afterwards you get nothing but compliments and people who you know are your friends are like no that was really good or whatever right um yeah so yeah uh, you you know yeah you're always a little tougher on yourself for sure right yeah uh, and that's what you said last week jt you're saying your heart rate is at 200 no one can tell looking at you. It, the, the, the finished product doesn't appear that way at all. So I learned a lot about behind the scenes versus what the people see. Yeah. Yeah. Last, yeah. last week it definitely was. This week, not so much, but last week definitely. Yeah. But no one can tell. That's what I'm saying. Whether your heart rate's 100 or 200, it looks the same. But well, you internally think, oh, my God. But I think it shows up in, in how you talk and the quality of delivery. That's where, that's where it shows up. You can't tell I'm nervous, but – yeah. I don't have much to say. It's really vanilla. I'm stumbling over words. That's that's where it shows up. Uh, Brock was big on that oak tree. Very big on that oak tree. He was. He was. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he, I don't know if he's tree. like a um, – what's the word for like a, a tree guy? Like a – is it furniture? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know oh. what the, the study of a tree <laughs> you know what? I, you know what? I think it is though um, because I think RJ had a little bit the same is when you haven't done it and it's your first time, you have things that you fall back to. And if you get nervous or you run out of things to say or you kind of panic in the moment of where you, you kind of lose direction, you just go back to that, right? And it could be Mike Craig or it could be an oak tree, right? That's that's just kind of what I picked up on is in those moments and you kind of lose direction, you just go back to something you're comfortable with. Toyota of Escondido. There you go. <laughs> yeah, RJ threw that in there a few times. Yeah. Uh, I also think Brock wanted to reference that because I think he knew part of his role here, right, is to say like, okay, Hangtown's been around forever. And I'm trying to point out historical things like, hey, this tree has been in this turn since, you know, 1979 when we first raced there or whatever at this particular Hangtown track. So I think he was trying to do that. Um, but, yeah, watching the race back today, I was like, wow, this went so much yeah. better uh, yeah. than I thought it did. Because I felt bad at the end of the day because he got from that first couple of minutes of practice where I was like, oh, man, oh, he might this might be tough for him. And the end of the day, like the final 450 moto, he got so much better. And then I felt bad because I'm like, these poor guys. By the end of the day, they're going to have it figured out, and it's like, "Yep, that was your one. Good luck, boys." Yeah, that was yeah. your one shot. Yeah, no, that that definitely that definitely kind of sucks for sure. He uh, he was really good, and he started to go off on the five hundreds, and he kept it to a minimum. It was good. <laughs> I, I, we've all been there with him, and I agree with him on on uh, on on the five hundreds a little bit for a long time. You know, I went off on the media director a few years ago because there was an all-time national win list and 500s weren't even counted on it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You need to do, you guys need to do this again. Yes. Like you need to go count yep. all the 500 nationals, um, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and, but that's been fixed a little bit, but yeah, definitely irked Brock a little bit. And he, he went off on it. I was like, Oh boy. Oh boy. We just got to bring he this did, back he in. But, but he, he kept it, <laughs> he, he kept it minimum. Yeah. So <laughs> he has a fair point. What we're explaining to people yeah. is here, so the two classes we have now are the equivalent of the old 125 and 250 class, right? So those stats from day one live on forever. So when we say that Eli Tomac is third all time in the 450s, that also includes the old 250 national stats. But poor Brock Glover only raced the 250 nationals one year in his entire career. Actually, I guess two. I guess the very last year, like when the 500s were 
you know, when they split, they started splitting them half. But he barely raced 250 nationals. So in his mind, it's like I'm never going to appear on any of these lists because I didn't race in these classes that are the quote unquote equivalent of today. So like, where are my numbers? They disappeared. So he's got a fair yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, the, yeah. but but now they've brought that in, including 500s now. But but yeah, um, on some lists. Yes, but, on some. You know, lists, when we yes. say Tomac is third. I think it's Carmichael, Dungey, Tomac, third, right. or the top three and wins. I mean, we're really talking the 250 nationals. Yeah, but he he shouldn't be on that list. I, I you know, but but if you talk all time national wins, yes. Brock is yes. never listed, or he wasn't listed for a long time, or whatever. So uh, I think that is fixed. I think yes, it has yes. been yes, but uh, okay. but anyways, yeah. it's it's a it's a it's a rightfully has been a thorn for him in his side because oh, yeah. uh, he's a yes. student of the sport and he's into it. So, you know, um, but yeah, he was good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's the, he's the freaking chairman of the AMA hall of fame. Like how much more of a student of, of the history yeah. of the sport yeah. do you expect to be than that? You know? No. And, and then, uh, uh, we were adding up our national win list. Clinton Fowler was helping me last year and even cycle news got a win wrong and Brock has proved it over and over. So he of course reached out to me and been like, no, no, you, you owe me a win. Here's what happened. <laughs> uh, and I mean, but I mean, I'm like, okay. And he sh- told me and he showed me and he's like, cycle news is wrong. And, and this is like 76 or something. Right. He's just, he's just into it, man. He's just into it. He loves it. Right. So, um, yeah, he, uh, he did a good job for sure. And, uh, some, some guy named Carmichael is in it with you this weekend. Weege. Yeah. It is a startling difference. I've noticed now between again, Johnson and McGrath have done that job before Brock had not. And it took him all day to just learn how it works. It reminds me of like when you first start driving a car, like when you have your learner's permit, and you understand how to like, especially us who like grew up riding and stuff, like you understand how to gas and brake and steer, right? But you're just like learning the mirrors and the lanes and all those things. It takes you a little while to like orient yourself. So it literally is like the headset, the monitors, who's talking when. Uh, so with Carmichael, it's going to be easy because he does that 17 times a year. So this yep. will be a simple one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and JT, good job uh, once again by you. Uh, all the interviews went pretty well. You even threw it back to Weege after some of them, which made me proud and happy. Made more sense that way. So everything was smoother. <laughs> so good job on that. Uh, I was I was actually thinking about you during those. And I'm like, oh, I no. I was. Don't I give was. it to him. No. Yeah. Listen, uh, I, I'm on Mav TV. I know TV. Okay. Oh, I'm not going to throw it back to Weege, but if I felt like if there needed to be some, if I had something to add after like these legends guys were done, I did. If I didn't, I didn't. And I'm I'm not going to let Steve uh, steer my life any more than he already does. So well, I'm just going to go off a of feel. If if there needs to be more added, if I have something insightful to say based off of what they said, then I will. If we're done here, then we're done. Okay. Well, it went smoother when you did, and it went well. Thank you. So. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. Jason Anderson grabs the win. I guarantee you he is so tired of hearing how he's never won a national overall and that's gone now. You think so? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, these guys care about that stuff for sure. I, I think, yep. I think they, I think he cares cause he was very, very relieved. Yes. But I, I don't know that he hears about it. Yeah. Like I, I, w- I would argue the fact that you're saying he's tired of hearing about it. I mean, who, who is just hammering this point home? I don't know that I've ever heard anybody ever just uh, hammer on the fact Weege, that he's never won an outdoor. Weege brings it up anytime he does well in nationals. If he wins a moto Loretta's, if he wins a moto Glen Helen, we just brought it up numerous times on the show. But come on, you're saying he's just, I, I don't know. It's semantics, but I don't think this is like an, a, a heavy theme in the sport is everyone just railing on the fact he's never won an outdoor. Uh, I, I believe, I get, anyway, whatever. He, I'm sure he's very happy to not yes, have to hear this anymore. agreed on that. And he, uh, and he was great all day. Second moto was very good. Um, 
and and first moto was maybe even better grabbing grabbing the lead late. Uh, Weege, uh, he's a player, man. He he's uh he's a player for this title, I think. Yeah, I don't think any of this is really a surprise. No, you know, no, nope. we, we no, I don't. It's it was one of the oddest stats ever. He had not won, but at the same time, whenever he won, it wasn't going to be like, how is that possible? He sucks. So I do want to also mention here on this point that I do love that now that he's won, there is like the small battalion of social media who are like, yeah, you haters that said he sucked outdoors. He proved you wrong. And it's like no one said he sucked outdoors. Everyone just pointed out an actual stat like we we were always and I don't even mean we like on this call, but in general, the stat was just a number. We were never attaching adjectives to it like, and this proves he sucks. It was always like, isn't this weird? Isn't this odd? I don't feel like there was a chorus of he sucks outdoors out there ever. No, uh, no, that's, no, yeah. no. Steve said people are railing on it. Like it's uh, he's, he's tired no. of hearing about it. He's tired of hearing about how he's never won a national. Yes. Not that he sucks outdoors. <laughs> Not that he sucks outdoors. Right. It, Steve, that's the difference, right? Yes, he might totally. be tired of hearing that stat, but I don't feel like he's tired of hearing people say you suck outdoors because I don't like feel like people say that. I don't feel people say that at all. No. Right. No. Right. So now I see this chorus of people like, yeah, you showed all those guys. And I'm like, there are no guys that were ever saying you suck. No, that's 2022. That's the way the world I, works. But yeah. I, yeah. Yes. He, he, you're always showing people. Yeah. You're always showing uh, people. You're always disrespected. You know, yeah. you're, always, you're you're talking shit if you say somebody had an off day. You know, yeah. you, you know, yeah, it's that's how it works. Right? And to be clear, that's not Anderson himself. It's not Anderson himself ever saying any of those things. He was uh, he was good, man. That little double that he was doing before the step up there. Uh, yep. uh, that was awesome. He, he, uh, I mean, look, you can maybe talk about how Tomac helped him win with uh, a great to- Eli Tomac second moto ride. Uh, you know, Chase Sexton did lead again, but uh, I mean, through the four motos, he has been really good. And I, and I think he's here all summer. I think we got used to this. He'll win again. Yeah. What do you got to say on it, JT? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll show I mean, thoughts, but go ahead. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Anderson was fantastic. Um, I think we all saw this coming from, a, a very misleading Fox Raceway day. Like if you if you didn't watch the race and say you were at the lake all weekend for Memorial Day, which I'm sure lots of people were, didn't get to watch the race. You just saw Anderson go four eight. You're like, eh, well, guess he's not an outdoor guy. Some things never change, and I'm sure there were people doing that. If you watched the race, you knew better. If you watched the lap times, you did it. You know, if the people that are really into the sport knew better. And then he showed up. I mean, even uh, Weege and Brock Glover called Anderson for the win on uh, on Friday. So. They were right. He got it done. And to your sexton point, yeah, I think so. I think he's going to be really good all year. I don't know, though. I'm not ready to just say he is going to be first or second every weekend all year yet. I'm just not. Um, The tracks change too much. The conditions change. I know he's really good at these types of tracks where he can be so smooth and just apply the throttle so, so much better than most guys do. He just has that natural ability. I I know he's going to be, you know, top five that's a given but i don't know yet I, i'm not sure if every weekend he's just going to be every bit as good as eli tomac i'm not there quite yet uh yeah on thursday moto 60 show jt i said anderson and lawrence for the win so yeah okay i i, yeah. I didn't mean to exclude you there i'm just uh, saying like i was really precious in my mind hurts my feelings um okay well if i knew it was gonna hurt your feelings i would have said it so <laughs> sexton's been better than tomac in three out of the four motos so I, I don't know. I'm yeah. kinda, I'm kind of. I mean, I I said Tomac would win this thing if he races all 24. Um, that was certainly uh, a nice turnaround for Eli. First moto, he really got mm-hmm. dropped. He was way far back. They made some bike changes, 
And yeah, if he's comfy, he's going to go for it. That's always been the word from the people in his camp. If he's not comfy with his bike, he's bringing it home for a third or a fourth or whatever. And that's the word. And he proved it again, I guess. Uh, yeah. So yeah. just uh, I, I got a little insight. I talked to Gilly several times on Saturday, some on camera, some off, even after the race. And uh, they were the mood at that truck after the, the race on Saturday was, I mean, like all time high. Um, wow. I think, yeah, I think, well, I think they just felt like they really turned a corner. Like they figured out, they went back to an air fork and I think it just kind of clicked, which you saw Eli really ride much differently, not to negate Steve's point. I think kind of go coal lines with Steve's point. Um, but they just seemed like it, that was, they found it like that was, uh, what they had been missing and they really, uh, kind of got there. And, and I, I think they are still figuring this thing out. Like they, I don't think they had as much outdoor testing as they really wanted to you know he he was dealing with this knee thing which i'm I'm sure he rode but it wasn't like they were full-on preparing for outdoors you know through the months of april and may um so i think they're doing a little bit of testing at the races right now and uh you're probably gonna see a little bit up and down as they figure things out weege that was eli tomac title winner ride in that second moto just not not the whole shot didn't just just hit the afterburners a few laps in yeah yeah, yeah, that is, uh, it, it, it's actually kind of exciting uh, for the series right now to leave here round uh, two. Okay, we knew how good Roxton and Sexton were. They already showed you that at the first one. And then to have two other guys, okay, we figured Anderson and Tomac would be good, but now it's confirmed. We don't have to worry about Tomac with a knee or anything like that. We don't have to worry about Anderson sucking outdoors. Uh, so that makes it a lot more exciting. And, yeah, uh, it is almost a little scary because, you know, we've seen Tomac turn this type of riding into titles time and time again. But, Hell, Sexton definitely kept him honest. But, yeah, I did talk to the team in the morning, and uh, it was funny because obviously on the TV show last week we were speculating, like, uh-oh, is this the knee? <laughs> and Jeremy Coker, the team manager, is like, oh, trust me, I was worried too. Like, when he started going backwards in the first moto, I'm yeah. like, uh-oh. Yep. Um, but Eli has admitted, I guess in his older age now, Eli admits, like, he usually screws up the beginning of the year. You know, they, he gets off the slow starts in Supercross. He's often a little vulnerable the early rounds outdoors. I think the fact that Hangtown is such a good track for him has bailed him out because it's an opener a lot. Um, but he normally does his best stuff later in the year. And he kind of said they messed it up again. Um, and JT, my gosh, that is a massive change. Like, that is a huge change. They went from a coil fork to an air fork? They, well, they were, motos? well, they were on a hybrid. Okay. Um, so, you know, it wasn't full spring. But, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a change that Gilly said he, he just had – always felt comfortable on that fork setting at Hangtown. And he's like, let's just do it. Let's just go there and, and try it. And Gilly even told me, he's like, I was hesitant to tell you about it because if we went out there and sucked, we would have yeah. looked even worse. Um, but yeah, after, you know, after it's all said and done and we win that I can, that I can tell you. And it was a, uh, it was a huge improvement across the board. And you could just see it. Like, I don't know if, if it came across that way on the, uh, on the podium, but Eli was pumped after that second moto. Like he was fired up, like yelling at the crowd, like getting them. I mean, he was he was really really uh, animated on the podium. Uh, he uh, yeah, it, it seemed like he was pretty stoked for sure on it. Um, the 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 second moto. Uh, props to Sexton for for making a race in both both motos. Uh, Sexton caught the leader and was on him, and it was close. I don't know if he was going to make the pass, but. It looked like Sexton had more in the tank, which I liked, which you like to see. It's, it proves Weege's point about this series right now after two rounds. Like, Sexton had something for these guys late in the race. It's true, but uh, it throws in one other theory. I'll talk about Sexton here in a moment. But um, 
it's been unseasonably mild at these first two races. I mean, yep. I cannot believe how nice the weather was. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say it. I know we want 45-minute motos on the roughest, nastiest track in 100-degree heat the way Bob Hanna did it. I know that's what we want. But the racing's better when it's not as gnarly. We said this throughout 2020 when we had these fall nationals with the COVID schedule. And so I asked Sexton about that after the race. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I was not tired at all. He's like, the last three laps, I was going as fast as I could possibly go. And I was doing everything I could to try to get Eli because – I had no, the energy wasn't even an issue. I could go all the way to the last lap, full send, because it's not hot. Uh, and even, I know Bob Hanna went wide open for 45 minutes in sand with four inches of travel and 100 degrees <laughs> in Texas. I know, I know. But apparently these guys can't do that. I don't know, I guess they just suck. Uh, but yeah. it helps. It makes the racing better. Both motos, I mean, God, Sexton, what was it? 0.3 in one moto and like yep. 0.9 in the other? Yeah. It's unbelievable how yeah. close it was. I love that late charge like that. And uh, track looked good, too, by the way. Got some rain, I guess, you guys, right? And then the, I like that new roller section uh, coming up before the finish. Uh, track looked really good. Prepped well. Like, yeah. I think uh, was Well, it? that's the other advantage, right? When the weather's like this, JT, yeah. both rounds, it makes it that much easier for did, the track to, to be prepped right. Did everybody approve of this track, JT? Did everybody seem to like it? I didn't hear a lot of complaining. Um, I think there, was, there were a few people that were saying – myself included that it needed to be wetter earlier in the day. Um, I have a, I have a theory that if the track is pretty good in time qualifying, it's going to be pretty bad later in the day. And you could see it starting to get like just picture perfect in the second qualifying session. I'm like, eh, it's going to be hard and slippery later. Like if we're already there, it's going to, they, they're not going to be able to keep up with it. Once it hardens that kind of dirt, you, you can't get moisture back into it. And then you're just, you're just watering hard dirt. So that would really be my only complaint. And the other people too, is just, it, it got hard. And then you're kind of dealing with what it is at that point. I want to talk about that new roller section. Um, I like the old section because we saw a ton of passes through there. You go over that fly RIP 150, but the fly racing jump, and that crazy, unbelievably rutted right-hander, and then leading into a really awkward uphill turn. I mean, we saw Tomac pass tons of guys there through the years. I think he tortured Muscan through that section. And I'm like, ah, that was an area that had a lot of passing. But then I asked you about that, JT, and you gave me from the rider's perspective, uh, it's a little different perspective, the way that old section was. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of fun. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they you have that, like, tabletop. They built a tabletop there now, and then you kind of went into that right, and it was just really awkward. Coming into that straightaway, and then that left was just terrible. Like you, you're basically into a left, and then a step up. I, I it was. I would say the best part about it was kind of iconic Hangtown, but mm -hmm. I never really enjoyed it. I don't think a lot of riders were ever thrilled about that left, and then immediately into a vertical face. Um, just wasn't wasn't that great. I haven't ridden it the way it was, but it seemed like it would just was a little smoother and made a little bit more sense. Um, so yeah. I, to be a purist, sure, the other part was great, but um, I didn't think it was a significant loss by changing it there. Uh, anybody worried about Ken Roxon? Anybody? I mean, he was just off the podium. Fourth no, overall. I, yeah, good day. I, I talked to Yeah, I talked to him, uh, obviously. Uh, I didn't talk to him after the second moto, but after the first moto, he was pretty calm and collected. Like He's just like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying, but if I can't go with him, then I'm not going to just bury myself mentally or physically to do it. And he's like, we're going to try to win. And if the wins are there, then I'm going to try to go get them. But if not, I've got to stay in this thing. And I think in the second loader, you saw him try to go right. His, like his first lap lead was insane. Like he was just like, I'm out of here. And then, you know, Sexton kind of held on to him there in the Tomac as well. 
Um, but I don't, I'm not worried. Like I, I think the true test will be when it's crazy hot as it always is. But for right now, I think he's fine. You know, he's okay with not winning. He's right there in the thick of things, which is kind of what he wants to be. Yeah. We had a 2.8 lead on like lap one. <laughs> oh dude, it was nuts. And I'm, I'm glad JT you brought up, you know, we've talked about the, his early laps and fast twitch, slow twitch on this podcast a hundred times. But uh, I'm glad you brought it up on the TV show. Like, he's just unbelievable in the first lap of a race. And yeah. I think these other guys at this point, they all know it too. Like, I don't think they're like, oh, my God, he's getting away. I'm sure even Sexton is just like, yeah, nothing I can do about that. Nothing I can do. No, it's a, and it's a thing. You know, like, it's yeah. a, it's scientific. And, you know, all the Olympians are – everybody knows about this. And they do a lot of testing to kind of steer athletes in the right direction based off of off of that. And it's it's plain as day. You can see it. When he, on the first lap, when he is in third, fourth, I mean, go back to like Millville 2016, he went from eighth to first on, the, on one lap in the first lap, you know, like he's always been that guy. And it's, it's, I don't know if it's, I guess it's genetic, you know, it's just something that he is blessed with that most people can't do to go to their absolute best pace, best limit when you really aren't even warmed up yet. Like you haven't even seen the track. You're just kind of feel, most guys are just feeling things out and he's already at his very best. So last week, Craig went through the pack uh, to go 3-3. And, you know, he was off the pace of the top two guys, but he was the best of everybody else. Kind of similar, Weege, this week. I uh, started further back, went 5-5 on the day. Didn't have much for Ken or the other top three guys, but was better than everybody else. And once again, race with Ryan Dungey. Yeah, that is hilarious that we have a Craig-Dungey uh, rivalry now. They yeah. find each other in every moment. Yeah. Which is just like, what planet are we living on that this is like where we're at? Uh, but yeah, I mean, what can you say? Anderson had a rough weekend last weekend. He fixed that by just getting, you know, not going down on the first turn and Tomac got better too. So that's two positions worse for Craig. You know, this is not terrible, uh, by any means. Um, and I don't want to draw too many conclusions after the first two rounds anyway, but I don't think it's a bad performance at all. No, I think five, five is, is, yeah, Yeah. it's fine. Um, how about Caroli's whole shot? JT second moto. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, I think uh, we were kind of. I've been wondering if he was going to figure that out. Um, I didn't get a chance to look at which tire he chose. Uh, he's he's really been wanting to stick with that scoop tire. I can't imagine he used it in the second motor. The track was really hard packed. But again, you know, we talked about it on this show a little bit. It's been a work in progress for him to get back to dirt starts. You know, he hasn't done them in a very very long time, and you can downplay the significance of it or whatever. But it's a lot different. You know, the greats. They set an RPM range with their ECU map, and then they hold it wide open, and then they basically dump the clutch. Like it's, it's a lot more about uh, the the technical side of the bikes and engineering and uh, technology than it is about technique. And the dirt is much more about technique. You've got wheel spin and feel, and and there's just a lot more happening on dirt. So uh, clearly, he had to figure it figured out in that second moto, and uh, let's just hope he sticks around for a few more races because he might he might grab a few more. There's something hilarious I want to mention. Um, so he throws this huge whip over the first jump. You guys saw that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he told uh, our guy Aaron Hansel, a reporter, he's like, I threw a whip because I was figuring since I had a whole shot, maybe someone would take a sweet photo, and I knew Roxham would be in it too, and that would be cool, and I would love to have a poster of that on my wall. So I threw a whip. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds <laughs> great. <laughs> but awesome. I have a feeling I don't think anyone shoots out of the first turn. Like, everyone's going to shoot the first or second turn. There probably aren't any photos. No, not coming from back there, no. Yeah. Not, no, not, no one goes back there. No. I would bet somebody has the from the backside of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. For sure, because that's where all the photo yeah. photographers are standing. Yeah. 
but yeah, he goes uh, seven six, and Dungey goes uh, six seven. Quiet day for Dunge. Quiet day. Yeah, for I Dunge. know we had all this hype uh, on Dunge after the first round, so now I'm trying to figure out where we are with that. I think we just everyone's automatically assuming like ah, it was his first race in five years. He's just going to automatically get ten percent better in a week. Uh, it wasn't. It was actually he was further off. Uh, but he's never been good at Hangtown, so I got to factor yep. in that. And then I also got to factor in, I mean, this is hard. This is hard to, you know, we got so ahead of our skis and the expectations of being like, maybe Dungey can win the title. Maybe Dungey can be the best rider. Like, that's a big ask to, like, to oh, just yeah. say he's going to be as good as Sexton, Tomac, Anderson uh, immediately. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You uh you guys didn't show him too much all day on TV. I think and looking at his lap times and stuff, he kind of just stayed there. Uh Red Bull KTM 678. Anybody talk to Roger? Anybody stuck? We need to, we, <laughs> I did I did see Roger. They need to be um, better. I'm sure. Do they sure need he to, wasn't thrilled? Need to be better. Uh but I th- I think with Dungey, it was just methodical. It wasn't crazy. I think there are better days ahead. Um it was just a kind of uh going through the motions type day, which is fine. I mean, remember Okay, I, I'm not saying this is 2010. I'm not. But 2010, Hangtown, he went 7-7. And then fast forward a few weeks and let me know how that season was going. Yeah, stop it. That was the opening round. Yeah. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying this yeah. hasn't been a great round for him. Better days ahead. That's all I'm saying. I said I didn't say this was 2010. Uh, just saying comparatively. Hey, you know what's fun? Uh, we, we do this uh, Monster Energy staging area show on Friday nights. Uh, we had... JT and I, and we had Corleone as a guest. And, of course, the brutal honesty of the European riders. You know, it's amazing how well Corolli does JT when he's basically saying, like, I'm not in shape, I'm not used to the bike, I'm not used to the tracks. Like, it just went on and on with, like, reasons that he would suck. But it doesn't bother him, A, to say it, and B, it doesn't bring him down. Like, he's still going to try. Uh, it was just odd to have that level of honesty. But, uh, we're just you, not used to that here. Euro guys are they're they're decaf, man. They're always been they great. They are. They they've always been great. Yeah, I remember Russian Bob telling me he was going to drink some vodka that night. He was so happy, and, they, <laughs> and maybe get drunk. You know, like uh, yeah, like he's they're great. They're great. Yeah, they're great. yeah. I, mean, he, I don't know if you watch this, Steve, but he basically just told us like the chassis, you know, needs a lot of work. It's not great, and he's not fit enough to ride around it. He's like, if I'm in my prime, I just work around it. I find ways to compromise. Yep. But I'm not fit enough to do that, and the bike's not good enough to, you know, kind of raise my level. So here we are. Yeah. I, I think yeah. if he continues to go four to six all summer long, that is great and more than respectable. And good job, D'Antonio Caroli. Maybe that's not acceptable to him. I don't know. But from the outside looking in, uh, yeah, I think that that's, that's fair. This is what we always said we wanted, right? We always said that we would rather have the guys stick around and become sixth, seventh, fifth place guys than retire. So this is what we always said we wanted, so we have to be okay with it. I mean, I think Dunge was 50 seconds off the lead in one of the motos, and I'm like, we have to be okay with that. We can't yeah, be like, Dunge, yeah. you're 50 seconds off. Retire. Get away. Get out of here. Yep. Yep. But but our sport is so brutal that these guys aren't like that, right? But yeah, They're not. No, I mean, they're not. They, uh, AP, retired. AP had a bad qualifying uh, day. Went to the line 16th, but then got a good start. First moto, tipped over. Uh, second moto, never really got going. 9-8 for him, for AP. I think that, yeah, he's been off for a long time. That was a serious injury. We, we talked about this last week. Like, that's okay. Top 10's okay for now. He, and he's an East Coast guy. You figure he'll do better, you know, on those type of tracks. So, I don't know. Uh, I guess maybe Roger's mad, but I think that's fine for AP through the, through the four motos. Uh, it's hard to say right now. Hard to judge anything. Savachi came back and ripped a good start there, running up front a little bit for the first moto. 
Uh, looked like the second moto yep. got to him, caught up to him a little bit, but I think. Yeah, I talked to uh, I Joe. talked to Dan Fahey uh, after the race uh, for our uh, Inside Pro Motocross show, and uh, he was happy with Joey. He just said, you know, we needed to get something on the board. We needed a, a positive step. It doesn't. You know, we're not expecting Joey to win. We're not expecting him to even be on the podium. Like if he does, great. That's awesome. But we need a quality rider out there riding at Monster Energy Kawasaki. And we needed something to basically build a foundation from today, get two motos in. You need to get two motos in and then let's start working forward from here. And he's like, he did exactly that. That's all we wanted. And he did everything that we asked for. He qualified sixth. He ran around inside the top 10 most of the day. We couldn't ask for more than that. So they were, they were pleased with him. I'm yeah. sure uh, it was kind of a relief for him to get back out there. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't he, think there's anything but positives to take away from it. He's good at Lakewood too. So I don't know what that means because he's just cut back, you know, just coming back after a long time off. But he is good at Lakewood, um, so we'll see what happens there if he can get maybe fifth or sixth or something or get in the mix there. Uh, Barsha Weege through through four motos. I don't know if he's starting the top ten yet. Yeah, but I mean, still, I, I expected more. Um, yep, yep, I agree. Than, than this, um, I'll just read his quote here from the. From the Gas Gas PR. Okay. I struggled all day getting to feel one with the bike and one with the track. I had mediocre starts and my arms got tight in both motors. I never found my flow. I'll be honest. I was quite disappointed. <laughs> that sounds about so, right. Yeah. 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 It just wasn't. I mean, Barsha is like, no matter what goes on, he's somewhere around fifth-ish. So to see him 10-11 yeah. or whatever it was, was kind of surprising. Yeah. Should be with Caroli, Dunge, Craig-ish, right? You would think. Yeah. 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 He could not shake uh, Troll Train and March Banks in that second moto. And I, I was very nervous simply because he was in the last spot for double points. And I'm like, if, if Amart and March Banks get him, I'm going to lose my mind. Or even one of them get him. Wow. I'm going to lose my mind. How can you hold off Troll Train for that long? It's amazing he did. Well, he did. Uh, March Banks 11th. Good, good race for him again. Um, yeah, he was involved with Troll Train for that second moto. Yeah, I was at the airport with him. They were on my flights because we were all going back to Charlotte. So it was hilarious to have them bench racing. So, JT, I don't get to see this stuff because I don't have a window. But I guess they were on each other the entire darn moto, March Banks and Troll Train. Pretty yeah, much. they were. I mean, it wasn't a yeah. battle. It wasn't a battle. They weren't within striking distance, but they just – Barsha, then Troll Train, and then a closer gap, but then March Banks. And they just rode around the whole time, like just like that. Like it yeah. was almost in uh, – they were like – it was like a parade. It's so fun, and Steve, you've always pointed this out through the years. There's so many battles that you don't even notice, or they aren't seen by the fans, or aren't seen on TV. Uh, these these battles like this. I mean, you know, March Banks wants to get him, and you know, Amart wants to hold him off. Yep. He's his teammate. March Banks showed me his hand. I think it was his. Uh, I think it was his left hand. I mean, it was just disgusting how blistered and brutal it was. He's like, yeah, I just felt like blood in my glove, and and then he's like. And then Troll Train's like, oh, you would get close to me on the hill, but I had an awesome line in the downhill. And March Banks like, no, your line sucked. My line was better. And he's like, no, my line was better than you. I hear you get close, and I would pull back away. And he's like, no, man, I was closing. Just those battles. And, it, dude, this is for 12th, 13th. You know, no one's paying attention. Right. But they're doing everything they can to beat each other. I love it. Yep. No, I agree. Yep. You got to go to the races. I don't know if you guys – you got to go to the races. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, just I mean, I, I can speak to that a little bit. I mean, that's where I found myself my, like most of my career was in those spots. Like that's, it's all there is. Like I, I there aren't going to be days where I was battling for third. So yep. battling for 12th is just what your life is. And that's, yeah, it matters. Yeah. 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 And you're giving it 100.1%, even if oh, it's 12th, yeah. just like the leader. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm maxing out to get 12th that day. You know, I like guess all mm -hmm. I, it's all I have. And, and everybody's, I mean, everybody's working hard during the week, you know, like, 
Chad Reed or taking, you know, whoever you want wasn't working harder than I was during the week. They're just better. So, yeah, of course, on the weekend, you're going to give it everything you have to. Yep. Fast Freddy, 10th and a second moto. Good job, Fast Freddy. Good He's job. had a really good start to the season. He has. Troll Train, 13th. I think this might be Troll Train's uh, farewell, by the way. I don't know what you guys have heard, but this might be I have it. I've heard nothing. This might be it. So No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Soak it in, everybody. Soak it in. I thought I heard, and this is like fourth-hand info, so don't don't go okay. crazy on it. All but right. I, I thought I thought I heard him tell somebody I'm working on something. Okay. Well, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Yep. I mean, it is odd that they've announced his brother Jeremy's coming to the team next year, and Phil has now resigned. Yeah. And it's like if you mention Jeremy and you mention Phil, and Amart's already on the team, you kind of feel like that should be included yeah. if it was gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. Just soak it in. Okay. Legacy. Legacy. Uh, McElrath had a very good Paula, I thought, for the first round on that bike. And then this weekend, 14th, not so good weekend for Shane McElrath. Now, do we know if he's going to, to Lakewood? I assume he was. But on the Pulp Show, he said he only had a deal for two races, for sure. No, I, it's four. It's four. Oh, he said on the show it was only two, for sure. Oh, geez. But, but, okay. I mean, but that he thought it would be four. Yeah, well, Te- like technically, Mookie and yeah, right. Dean are back, so. Yeah. And, and not, neither of them are coming back for any right. any near-term time frame. Right, right. Well, we actually were encouraged, JT. You and I asked Nate Ramsey uh, about Dean, because I just figured Mookie was a lost cause. Like, you're not going to see him. Um, but, no, there is a chance. He said Mookie didn't need knee surgery, um, and they're hoping he can get back for some races. But it's yeah. not going to be soon. So I'll, I'll, take, uh, yeah. I'll take the other side. He didn't need knee surgery. I'm just going to say that. He didn't have to get surgery. <laughs> right. it's, amazing. it's amazing. Yeah, I wouldn't put money on him or Ferrandez coming back. But anyway, short term, oh, you don't they think, have to have McElrath. You don't think Ferrandez coming back? That's not what I heard. But is that what – yeah? You don't. You think he's out? Here's why I say that, and oh. I will be glad to be proven wrong. For whatever reason, the guys at the Ferrandez level, they just don't do that anymore. They just don't. I, I, I wish they would. I mean, if he comes back for the last four rounds and he can get podiums and wins, why wouldn't you? But I don't no, know why he, they don't do that anymore. He'll be back. Uh, I hope you're right. Yeah, he'll be back. I think he wants to run the number one and all of that, you know? So, um, uh, Welton, good job for Marsh. Second moto is good for Marsh. Yeah, gas, gas is own. Marshall Welton. Art of war. Art of war. My man, Johnny O. And and, and suspension together. Marsh was the first guy in the 450 class who's out of a van. He's out of a van. He's 15th overall. Because, you know, there's privateers now, and then there's factory guys, and now you just break it down by out of a van or not. Maybe that's the line they need to draw. Yep. Hilariously, Norin got the FMF Privateer Award last week, and then Norin actually said, I, I shouldn't win this. I'm working out of a semi. That's not fair to some of the other guys. And then I think they get a pail of ETS race fuel, which is very expensive. Um, so I think Freddie's like, ah, it's cool then. I, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> does that team have a, a, a tent, or are they still under easy ups? Do we know? So I thought they were under Easy Ups last week. Yep. Are they still? I can hear him. Okay. He said Easy Ups. Oh, Weed, you've gone. Yep. You've gone. Uh, you've gone quiet, Weed. What? Oh, he's not. I hear back. him right now. You're back. Okay. Hello. You're back. Hello. Uh, Heartraft. I want to thank Brandon Heartraft for submarining my Publix fantasy team in a second moto uh, as he worked backwards, drastically. Come on, Brandon. Yep. Come on. He was at. Uh, I was at Chili's last night uh, enjoying dinner, and he was across. From me, and I wanted to uh, have the uh, waiter send him a poop sandwich yep. for 
the effort he put in for my fantasy team. Didn't didn't look good. Uh, Hartraft had a really good Supercross season, and things were going well for him. But so far to start the outdoors, it's he had a bike DNF last week in a second moto. This week, second moto wasn't good. So Hartraft got to turn it around from brick jersey. Come on, Weege, he's a jersey guy. He looked he looked incredibly unenthused in that second moto. I have to say, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's part of our Twisted T post-race show. So last week we interviewed Bogle, who had a tough time really coming up with anything good to say. And then this week we interviewed Hartraft, and it's the same. And I think the guys really, really, really don't want to say anything about the bikes, so then they really can't say anything at all. Wow, this week you definitely didn't get Bogle this week for your for your Twisted T post-race show. No, no. But, like, they don't want to say – they don't want to – I think they like the team. Let me put it that way. Well, they like the okay, team. Okay, but so, what about last yeah. year when Hartraft – the final round at Hangtown, Hartraft got, like, fifth overall. Put that setting in. Yeah, well, as I said, I'm like, Supercross was good, and the end of the Nationals last year, uh, you know, you had really turned it around. So just explain why you can't just yeah. run what they had last year. And he just said, yeah, it doesn't work that way. That makes so sense. I don't know that if makes that's, no like, code for, like, we have different parts or sponsors or people or or the classic, if you don't, you know, advance, you're falling behind. I don't know what that meant. That makes sense. I'm going to venture a guess that the effort level is not where it was. That, that's that, Yes. And that, that's part of it. Like, I, he had a really good Supercross season. I think it was very financially rewarding. That team is going to race World Supercross, they've announced. Um, that's just my personal opinion. I could be wrong. And if he and if I'm dead wrong, I'm happy to admit that I'm dead wrong. But that's That would be my guess. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, look, the no bike setting in the world is going to help him uh, when he's eight seconds a lap slower from the start of the race to the end of the race, which is kind of <laughs> where he was. Um Surratt, 18th. Uh, Grant Harlan, Hawaii's own. 17th in the second moto. Good job, Grant Harlan. And getting taken down by... Was that Anderson? Yep. Yeah. No, Sexton. Sexton. Oh, Sexton took out Harriman and Harlan? Yes. Oh, the no. Harlan one is on Harlan's Twitter, and it That's is right. fantastic. Yes, yes. It was... Uh, Sexton apologized for that, and he also apologized for taking down Harry Man on Instagram. So Sexton was all over the place cleaning up, cleaning up the lappers. <laughs> uh, oh, and well, who's the guy that took that went, went down right in front of Kenny? That it was looking, he was in the inside rut on off camber, and he was like looking. Oh, I didn't see that. He was like looking back, like, dude, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he looked back and then fell right in front yeah, of him. Right in over. first moto, yeah. Uh, so Hawaii's own though rebounds for a strong second mode. He'll, he'll go back to the Big Island this week, and he's, uh, doing, he's doing great for commuting back and forth between uh, yeah. the islands. No, he'll go back this week and really work hard at Maui Motocross Track, and uh, come back next week. So, is he driving to the races? I think he drives. Yeah, I think he does from Hawaii. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, Jerry's been good. Jerry's been okay. DNF the second moto again, but. Those are points, Jerry's. So he, I mean, he DNFs the second moto, and you, you can't say he's been good. Well, he's been scoring points. I, 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 I made my okay. comment. Okay. I'm telling you, when you, I mean, he's DNF two out of four, right? Yeah. I, that's not good. Uh, Bryson Gardner, 21. Rod Bell uh, left his team and then told me on Instagram, or told everybody on Instagram, he switched to Husky this week. And wrote it for the very first time in the very first qualifying practice at Hangtown. After writing a Cowie all year. Privateers, everybody. Privateers. Yeah, I was confused when I saw his Instagram post saying first time I ever rode or yeah. raced the Husky 450. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. 
Yeah, he literally rode the bike for the very first time from an aluminum frame Cowie to a steel frame Husky on Saturday first practice. Wow. Wow. Uh, Tristan Lane. Thanks for the fantasy points, Tristan Lane. Good job. Second moto was good for Tristan Lane. Florida zone. Uh, all right. Anything else? 450-wise, congrats to Josh Mosen making the motos again. Runkles in the mix. Richard Taylor. What's wrong? What's, what's, why are you laughing? Uh, I have the results open on my computer, and my kid is coming over to give me some observations. Oh. And said, uh, <laughs> I, I showed him the Grant Harlan Twitter, and he's like, you know who else had that happen to him? Roxon. And I was like, okay, you got it. Yeah. And he also said, he also said, I didn't know that Michael Moseman had a brother who also raced. So those are the things we're wow. learning. Does he, does he want to do my column this week? Lane, you want to write a 4,000-word column on the on the? <laughs> no. He had some observations. Uh, Josh Gilbert, by the way. Oh, the, oh. Ups, the ups and downs of Pro Moto. Oh. Josh Gilbert gets featured by Weege and then has a terrible day with crashes. Yeah, he eats crap Featured hard. by you. You had Privateer Island Pod. I did. I did, yeah. It was yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Yep. That hurt. Uh, yeah, that looked like it hurt. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Without yeah. a doubt. Uh, and then Bogle didn't start second moto. Was he okay, though? Like, what do we know? We don't know? I have no idea. Okay. I, I don't know. Well, if only you did a Twisted T post-race over there. I feel bad, man. Like, it's a Twisted T thing. I just thought it would be fun to have a centralized location I could tell fans to go to, and it's a cool backdrop. Um, the team wants to participate. Uh, I give them the option every week. I'm like, you don't have to come on and talk about your race. It's a post-race show for the entire series. Um, so I, I always feel bad dragging these dudes out when they're like, uh, yeah, it wasn't a good weekend. Uh, listen, do it for Billy Grotto, all right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, we can stand here and talk about Twisted Tea and drink Twisted Tea and talk about the race. Heart Raff, you don't have to come on and, and mope if you don't want to. Yeah, but all these, ri- do. The, all these riders know is to talk about themselves, right? That's all they kind of know. What Like, they just they go into auto, auto mode and just, yeah, I'll just tell this media guy whatever I want about my own race. You know? They don't, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, I know what you mean. I would love right. for them to be like, this is what the track was like. Yeah, today. they don't. But yeah, it's, you know. No, they, yeah. they, don't, they the, don't. The great Justin Brayton, he could do that. He could. He he was mm-hmm. he was great at that. Absolutely. And, and the Nationals was. and the Nationals are, oh. you know, they're worse off for not having JB there. You, you just used past tense. Yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, Th- thanks for uh, thanks for listening. That's the 450 class from Hangtown. Uh, thank you to the folks at Fly Racing, of course. The kinetic mesh is out, and uh, RJ probably looked great in his kinetic mesh JT flipping around on the track, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, Styles Robertson was in it uh, as well. Uh, Jalik Swole, of course, had a tough day. Get it from motorsport.com. Get it from your local dealer. Speaking of motorsport, OEM and aftermarket parts. Uh, love those guys there. Free shipping and everything over 79 bucks. They have a whole cool contest this summer on their Instagram, uh, for photos of the whole shot, and, of course, uh, uh, and more. You can win a motorcycle from the folks at Club, Club MX. I like that commercial, by the way. That's really good um, for the club guys. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I, I had not seen it until today. Oh, yeah. man, it's felt. Yeah, they, they did a good job on that. And, uh, and of course, they also give away some tires and gear and everything else. Thanks to the folks at motorsport.com. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com to help us, us out. It takes you right to motorsport. You can make a purchase and help us out. We'd greatly appreciate it. And Koba Links, of course, uh, built and designed up there in Boise, Idaho, and a lowering suspension link from everything, everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. Gain some more confidence, uh, be able to touch the ground, have your bike work a little better, all of that. If, you have, if you're shorter of stature, if you have a, a wife or girlfriend that would like to uh, feel more confident and, and on their motorcycle, get a Koba Links. 
Code is PulpMX to save with free shipping and, and a discount. You can also get that through motorsport.com. Thank you to those guys. And Yuasa Batteries, of course, are on board with the review shows. Uh, push the limits with Yuasa Batteries. Find your local dealer at UASABatteries.com forward slash find a dealer. They're a proud sponsor supporter of Ronnie Stewart, who embodies the spirit of motocross. And, uh, yeah, absolutely a great product. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. Yuasa Batteries, Weege, and? Yeah, Onyx Maps. Go to Onyx Off-Road. Dot com or sorry, onxmaps.com or onx off road in the app store. If you go to onxmaps.com, you'll see all the different versions they have. There's a backcountry one for hikers, there's one for hunting, and there's one that is a little more focused on what we do, which would be finding dirt bike trails or mountain bike trails, side by sides, quads, jeeps, you know, all the stuff I love. So go to onxmaps.com and check it out. It's way better than using Google Maps to find places to ride, and they'll even show you on the website how much better it is and you can download the maps keep them on your phone when you're in the backcountry and you don't have service so check it out nice thank you and also shout out to all balls racing as well uh they're all in so you can go all out with allballsracing.com all right 250 class hangtown well if jet is going to throw up between motos and be sick and then still go 3-1 for the overall jt these guys are in for a world of trouble big big trouble yeah uh he was really sick um i I was like genuinely concerned for him, you know, and if you've ever been around Jed, I know most people haven't, but he is so happy go lucky and just kind of bouncing off the walls at all times and doesn't really have a serious bone in his body. Uh, after the first moto, I didn't get to see him, but for a split second and he was just bolting for the semi, you could tell things weren't good. And my guy just, you know, he needs to recover and they want to get his temperature down and all that kind of stuff. The second moto, you know, he came up there and Looking at him, I'm like, you don't look good. And he wouldn't get near me. Like, I don't know if he was doing it subconsciously or he didn't want to get me sick. But when I say he wouldn't get near me, like he was standing 10 feet away from me right until I said, okay, we got 10 seconds. He came a little bit closer and I had to go chase him with the mic to interview him because he was so out of it. And also I think he was like really, really nervous about getting anyone sick around him. I mean, and I'm telling you, man, like his face was completely pale white, no facial expression. And his eyes just looked like hollow. Like he, he was in a really bad place and he still won the damn race. Uh, you know, that's the biggest point of all. He still won. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Hunter was sick too. Hunter didn't feel great, but I think even Hunter was like, good grief. What do I have to do to beat this guy? Yeah. We, that's, uh, that's a big win for for Hunter for Jet, I should say. It's a big win. Yeah, awesome for him the way he managed the day. Uh, but at the same time, uh, those other guys had their shot. They they were fast enough to beat him on this day because he was sick, and they all blew it. I mean, Hunter passed him no problem in the first moto, tipped over. I mean, I think he had a milder form of the sickness, so that the Lawrence brothers do everything the same. You know, they have to be sick at the same time. But so Hunter blew that, and then we'll get to Moseman in a second. He blew it, and then Shimoda was unbelievably fast in the second moto, and he crashed. And Glover actually pointed this out. He was just completely fascinated by this. We looked at the lap times at the end of the moto, and I think four other guys had a lap time significantly faster than Jet, like a second and a half to two seconds faster than Jet, and he beat them all because they crashed or they blew the start, and he just kept riding at one speed, and he won. And it yeah. actually goes back to what we talk about with Jet all the time. It's his maturity as a racer, which is probably the most surprising thing of all. Yeah, yeah, good good point. You're right because I I did. I'm like Shimoda's going to win this thing, you know. Like oh, I was hauling. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, good job. Uh, let's talk about Michael Moseman. So gets <laughs> gets the moto win, first career moto win. 
DNF's the second moto, just like Red Dog at 03 Buds Creek. Who can forget? Um, yeah, I mean, so, but I still think it's a positive, JT. You still take this away as a oh, positive. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. And I think my highlight of Michael Mosman, of course, was, you know, my interaction with him. But I mentioned that when, you know, he said he was going to win, his goal was to win five races. And, and I was taken aback. Like, I, I absolutely chuckled to myself. I'm like, what? And I mentioned that to him on the podium, but he was very offended. Like, he, he wasn't faking it. He was not happy that I didn't take that seriously and was didn't just nod along with him when he said it. Uh, but I mean, I'll double down on it. Like winning five nationals in a year, but there's oh, a reason. But did he what? clarify motos or overalls? That's what I'm always wondering. When you say five wins, I don't think five uh, motos. I don't know. Okay. Why? Who, who has ever said in it? Who has ever said my goal this year is to win five motos? That's nope. never, nobody, never but, been said. but if anybody would, it's Michael Moseman. Well, <laughs> like if there's I, anyone, I, I'm not buying that. If there's I'm anyone that could come out of left field with something, it would be Michael Moseman. <laughs> so that's where I'm at with that. But yeah, but nobody works off of motos. Like, I know. It's not, I know. Yeah. He, but my point was, I was shocked at how shocked he was. Like I, to me, that's a really, really bold statement to say when you have, when you're dealing with none other than Jet Lawrence. And then, you know, Justin Cooper's coming back. He, so he wants to win. He thinks he can win, and he proved it in that first moto that he can win. I still say five races is crazy talk, but uh, he was really, really good on the day, and a, and a crash probably kept him from an easy podium on the day. Weege? Well, an easy win. I mean, I think he would have won the overall. Maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah. I, I I don't know, right? I'm not. I don't know if he would have won or not. I'm, but podium, podium was there, guaranteed. no problem. Yes, yeah. just finished because he was in one of like he was in like fourth. Yeah. Um, and but he would have he would have needed to get third or better to beat Jet, or he would need to get second to beat yeah. Jet. So yep. that, that's why I say maybe not. Yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, uh, Moseman. I mean, but I don't take I don't take any umbrage with him for saying the five because I just feel like everybody knows Moseman just says wacky stuff and no one takes offense to it. But yeah. just because you say crazy things all the time doesn't make it not crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, with Moseman it does. Yeah, I, I don't even. I'm not it, it didn't even change me. my entire worldview <laughs> just because he says outlandish things. Like it's still crazy. Ah, it's just a kid saying stuff. It's Michael Moseman. It's Michael Michael motorcycle. He's not really that much of a kid though. He's not. It's Michael Michael motorcycle, as Weimer called him on the show. <laughs> he honestly, I never even thought second. I'm like, yeah, good good for you. You go, you go, Moseman. Go ahead. That's all I thought about. That's how I took it. Um, I don't think the other riders were offended either. Like I think. Like, I feel like if Justin Cooper says he's going to win five, like, Jet Lawrence is like, oh, really? But if Moseman yeah. says five, I think everybody's like, ah, it's just Moseman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right on. You go, man. Yeah. Uh, Good tell, for you. Tell the homeless guy that lives with you all about it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm here for it. Like, I hope he never changes. Like, it's awesome to have. He's such a unique personality. I hope it never I'll tell changes. You, I'll tell you what freaks you out when you, when you interview him post-race stuff. He just looks you right in the eye. Just bears down into your soul. <laughs> kind of weirds me out a little bit, I'll be honest. But yeah, I would bet money that he has read a book that says, you know, make eye contact with people. It's the right thing to do. I, I bet you that's not an accident. No, probably not. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah, one DNF for Moseman. Um, Pierce Brown DNF ten on the day, and and Barsha. Tough, tough day for TLD Gas Gas. <laughs> Did you did you text Wilhelm during the race, Steve? Oh yeah, about these results. Oh, I did, <laughs> I did. Yeah, because I had Brown and Mosman in fantasy, and and so I wanted to let him know. 
And then he said, yeah, that's exactly what we're trying to do. I think that was sarcasm, though. So, um, uh, yeah, Justin Cooper's back. So, last week, yeah, he had a pretty good injury, obviously. And, and, and last week he led a little bit and then went way backwards and second moto wasn't good. And Weege on the post on the practice show, I guess you talked to him or something at some point, and you're just like, yeah, they said they were off on the bike stuff and he wasn't comfortable on the bike. And honestly, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, but dude, Oh, yeah. But JT and I had that exact discussion during practice because I asked Coker about Tomac and Cooper, and he's like, no, no, he did lose a lot of riding time, obviously. It wasn't ideal during the uh, you know offseason, but they thought it was just – Bike changes away from being fixed, and well, I told JT, and we just like laughed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, and I and I rolled You're my make eyes. Up Thirteen positions on bike changes, but uh, he did. So congrats. Yeah, no, it worked. Yeah, jokes on us. Yeah, jokes yes, on us. Yeah, guy rode well, two, three, and then like so now just going forward, he'll be a guy. You just assume like he's he's back. So it's just you're like what the heck? Yeah, I, I and know. Right? Even weirder, they made a ton of bike changes like completely for him and Thrasher only. But then the other guys, like I asked Kitchen, and Kitchen changed nothing. So I don't know, man. Yeah, what? Good job for Justin Cooper. Hunter Lawrence, uh, 4-2 on the day. And he had to pass uh, a lot of guys multiple times. Crashes in both motos, I think. Both motos. First moto, anyways. Anyways. Uh, and then, yeah, he was battling with Shimoda there a little bit. And, and a hard-earned third overall for Hunter Lawrence. So, good job. Yeah, that's what he does. I, I would love yep. to see if this starts thing is, like, a real thing. Like, is this – it's just, just a weakness uh, of his. I don't feel like it was, right? <sighs> I could go either way on it. Right. Yep. Uh, and Joe Schmoda, fourth place. Um, Austin Forkner's out, and, of course, Cameron McAdoo's out, and it's just, just fill in Joe Schmoda, you know, holding the fort down for Mitch's team right now. Uh, and, yeah, I thought he was going to win that second moto. I really did. I'm like, holy crap. Where'd he come from? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's running well. And I guess... Yeah, he's on it. First moto, I mean, all of a sudden, a classic like Joe Shimoda ride, I'm reading the results on the screen, and I'm like, seventh, Joe Shimoda. Like, I didn't see him anywhere the yeah. entire first moto. Yep. Um, so, good ride by him. Obviously, Hamaker's doing some damage for that team, too. He's been above yeah, par. Yeah, no, he, and he rode well in that second moto. He came from way back. So, But, yep. you know, Joe, right now, I guess, is a little better. But, yeah. Um, yep. Max Volan, fifth overall. Huh? Hangtown? Right where his dad... Dominated a few times out there. Good job for Max Volan. It doesn't matter. It is his home track, but if you're Max, you needed anything to get some confidence. Yep. So you say this all the time, Steve, right? He's not going to tell himself it was because it was Hangtown. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, for sure. No, uh, he's back. Kitchen, sixth overall, 6-6. Six, six, bad starts for Kitchen. He's very concerned about his starts right now. So he's going to need to work on those. Is Kitchen becoming your guy? Mm. You become like a Kitchen insider. You think? Aren't you? Did, uh, you said you talked to him after the race last week. I did, yeah. Mm, that's yeah. something. And I, talk, I talked to him after the race this week, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I don't want to... Second wanna, date. I don't want to steal Mitch's, Mitch's uh, thunder. Mitchie. Listen, you know? when you're doing the things to him that Steve is doing, you guys are tight. <laughs> what? What Steve? are you talking about? The things that he suggested that you do, I'm, I'm oh, guessing that yeah. you did. Oh, 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 In I his see. amateur days, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah our man Mitch Kendra at the office is a huge Kitchen fan. He's embarrassed that Kitchen knows this. He didn't want he didn't want it to get out. Um, but but now it's known. Yeah, yep. And the, then the here chef. you are, Steve, the calling chef. him on the phone. Well, look, the chef. Uh, look, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but 
a lot of my guys are getting older, so I got you know I gotta I gotta gotta you know, get younger. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get younger, which sounds creepy, but um, yeah, <laughs> leave my kitchens, my guy. Uh, kitchens, kitchens. Yeah, n- kitchens. Brock Brock did not do that this week. I noticed. Brock did not do that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Brock. Okay. Uh, yeah, Hamaker rode well, seventh overall, and uh, I think I think he fell second moto because he was 14th. Yes, uh, second turn. Yeah, so he came from way back. Good job for Seth Hamaker, for sure, uh, to, to, to ride. He looked like he rode pretty well. Uh, Styles Robertson, steady race, ninth overall. Romano was good. Yeah. I mean, that 10th overall, it's all right. Um, take yeah, he's getting, yep. he's getting better for sure. I, I was curious to see if he would – improve or not i know that was kind of your thesis like second round he'll start to figure it out um i didn't really have a strong opinion on it but it seemed like uh that's how it went it's got his starts down right now yeah yeah which is a whole thing um but Weech, i can't believe like through four motos oh he's doing all the races right romano's doing all of them yeah they've already yeah. said that okay so you still have time Weech, but you, you you can go call someone i need the 411 on romano like you need to start yelling now Oh, sorry. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I want a macaroni grill thrown in there. Romanos. <laughs> yep. Everybody loves Nick. Uh, Derek Kelly. Good job. Derek Kelly. 11th overall. Yeah. Nice work. Uh, Varese never saw him all day. 12th overall. Thrasher never saw him all day. 13th. Uh, yeah, 14-14 for Thrasher, man. Thr- this Thrasher. is, this is Thr- weird. <laughs> Thrasher continues just to have Right on, just the, on trend. The weirdest, trend the weirdest Racer X Vault career ever. <laughs> Nate Thrasher, <laughs> by far. Uh, is Derek Kelly doing all the races? Like, is that team, that's AEO, are they going east? Do we know? And, and. Uh, they should. I, and, I think so, yes. And, and Masterpool is on that team, but he got hurt? Uh, Master Pool is not on that team. He's not on that team? He's on, I thought he was on a gas gas. I thought he was on that team. Okay. He well, could yeah, be. I thought, but wasn't, I, uh, wasn't Brown, Carson Brown the fill-in for Master Pool? Yeah, but I, I thought at Fox Raceway, he did not look like he was on that bike, but I, I could I'm be not, wrong. Don't, don't the, quote the me. The second but. weirdest racer X vault ever, Ty Master Pool. So. Oh. <laughs> Just whole shot in third and then yeah, see ya. Yeah, then gone and then back and yeah. Uh LeBlanc fourteenth, definitely better than last week for LeBlanc. And he he's gonna have how many points he he's gonna have another race, maybe that's about it before he gets these forty points, right, Weege? Yeah, I think he po- I think he already posted, you know, on to the next weekend. So Oh okay, yeah. There you go. I, just we don't have enough time here. Just don't go off on this rule, please. Yeah. All right. Uh Jalik Swall. <laughs> yeah, look at oh. that. <laughs> God. Ran second for a while in Moto One, um, you know, barely raced at all. Yep, and then run second for a lot of the first moto and looked fine. Like looked good doing it's, it. It's so weird that you 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 know you put your shoulder out, I assume, or or right, you do something like that, dislocated or he didn't know if he was going to race. Right, and then you do that, just ripping, and then you look fine. Yeah, and then you and his, he crashed right second moto, not a bike problem. I didn't see it. I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah, I think the arm gave out the yeah. shoulder or whatever you want to call it. Oh, it did. Okay, okay. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Pierce Brown, thanks for Pulp Mix Fantasy. Really great there. Uh, at least at least he lined up for Moto Two though. Uh, him and Drake had kind of the same days. Drake had a good first Moto. Brown had a good second Moto. Uh, Drake was thirteenth uh, in Moto One. So, um, RJ Hampshire uh, crashed and broke Tony Archer's ankle in the mechanics area. No, uh, Hamp- uh, the, sorry, 
Archer, you know, they'll have mechanics like up those hills, windmilling, yeah. cheering riders and whatnot. Uh, yeah, so he was just a bystander on the side of the track and got hit by Hampshire's cartwheeling bike. So the full Hampshire experience. Yeah. Careful, everybody. I guarantee you, Tony Archer, when he stopped racing, was like, whew, at least I stay away from getting hurt now. <laughs> at, least I don't, at least I won't get hurt anymore. Dude, he was literally on crutches over at the Pro Circuit Semi at the end of the day. He was on crutches. And I'm like, what and, happened? And can we talk about this 208 RJ did in the first moto after one of his crashes? Is this just going to stand? No one's going to investigate this? No, no, no. What, what? You said something on a text about cutting the track. This is the first I've heard of this. Yeah. What happened? He he fell in Moto 1, and, okay. and then he got up, and he was in, like, 19th, and then he went and did a uh, 208. So he did a 247. Jet Lawrence, for example, fastest lap time was 211. Okay. Okay. In the first Moto, 211-ish. Or maybe someone was a little better. He does a 247. Then he does a 208. Then he does a 225. Oh. And and this is what's the average here. This is gonna good this, lots and bad laps. This is gonna stand? Because someone may or may not have had the rider who finished right behind RJ miss out on double points by that spot. Oh Brandon Shar. <laughs> like so okay so he obviously cut the track and just whatever it's never change ama well not necessarily because jt's been fined for yeah, cutting the find track. Him 100 bucks <laughs> yeah maybe uh uh yeah I, uh, well, okay just no this doesn't this doesn't come to this doesn't no. come to anybody's attention no we're on we're on the thunder valley a 208 you just cut a corner he passed hold on I mean, if, if nothing else, if nothing else, can you just look somebody, Doris, Jeff, somebody? He passed. Uh, well, I can't. I can't look. I, I don't know what RJ's uh, uh, health situation here is. It mustn't be good because obviously the dude's super tough um, and he couldn't go in Moto2. So that's alarming. I mean, that's a contender that's been knocked out. And I know we talk about the a full Hampshire experience, but my God, now it's like, there's not just the menu. It's like, they also give it in the, the specials. Here's tonight's specials on the menu. Like you should talk to some, like a whole nother level. The course cutting, the lap times being all over. Yeah. Yeah. You, Brandon you, Archer. Somebody who, uh, yeah, he, yeah. The full RJ Hampshire experience. They should sell a ticket for that. Uh, uh Archer's not buying. Uh, Hardy Munoz, shout out to Hardy. He had to win the LCQ in the morning and then he gets points in both motos. That's also a Hardy Munoz experience. True. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Josiah Natsuki, good job. Josiah, again. Dylan Walsh, another Kiwi guy, doing well. Um, yeah, anything else? Stank Dog. Oh, great. 25. Mm-hmm. Mm, great. 31st. All right. Yep. Okay. Um, Max Miller, Brandon Ray, Romain Pape. From Morax? Anybody know where Moriax is? <laughs> hey, are we back to like? I think it's where the Coneheads are from. I had to, I had to, I had to Google. I had to Google it. It's a part of France. Oh, Morlax. Yeah, Coneheads were from France too. Yeah, yeah. But why don't they just put France on the sheets? Why is he from Morlax? Uh, yeah. it could be tax reasons. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> wow, I, I just figured it was a mistake. It actually is a place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
All right. So yeah. Uh, do we know is RJ all right? Uh, he had a pretty. He's got a pretty nasty cut uh, on his side. I don't know how he got this cut, but that's what I believe kept him out. Okay. All right. Well, moving on to Lakewood. I will not be there. Yeah. Where are you going? Where are you going to the GPS? I'm going to Germany. Yep. So how are we doing back this? To, back to the motherland. So we will not be doing this pod with you next week. We have to find somebody else. Why? You don't go to the races. Oh wow. Oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Low uh, are you announcing, JT? I am. Yes. Yep. You in the booth? Back in the booth. I'm very excited uh, because I have experienced what uh, you were mentioning about Glover and RJ and these guys. Like you, you finally kind of figure things out and then you're done. Yeah. Uh, that has been my experience going to Europe. I do one and then I go back a few months later and then I'm rusty again and then I feel comfortable in the final moto and then it's time to go home. So. Uh, Coming off of these last two weekends, I, I'm kind of in my groove now, and uh, I I feel like it's gonna it's gonna happen more quickly, and I'll feel more comfortable earlier in the weekend. Okay, I'm gonna throw this at you guys with no no prep, but uh, rider in each class who's disappointed and who's surprised. I'll start. Oh, thanks. I'll start disappointed through four motos. Uh, I'll go Justin Barsha, and in the 250 class, I'll probably go. Mm, I don't know. 250 class. I don't have a – maybe Thrasher. Let's say Thrasher. But I feel like Thrasher is going to get better when we go east. Just just seems like that way. And the best surprises in each class, uh, I'll go Anderson. I thought he would win a race this year. I said he would multiple times. But he's been really good uh, to the point where I think he could win this t- championship. Uh, so I'll go, I'll go J- Jason for the best surprise and for the uh, – to, for the um, uh, 250 class, I'll go Hammaker. Hammaker is very, uh, very surprising for me. So, um, all right. Well, thanks for taking the good options. I mean, Hammaker for sure to me is the best surprise of the 250 class. Um, yeah, 450, it's a little all over the map because we've had guys have good and bad races. So, yeah, maybe Thrasher since he hasn't had a good moto yet. Maybe that's probably the best bet uh, for disappointment. Um, I mean, it would have easily been Justin Cooper, but he bounced back. So, yep. can't do that anymore. Yep. Uh, 450, I'm going to say my disappointment is actually Plessinger. I mean, it's hard to gauge, you know, his level of coming back from injury, so maybe that's not fair, but he's gotten beat by Dungeon Caroli in both races. You know, Dungeon's five years retired, um, so I'm sure that's not great. Um, my surprise as far as good, I mean, am I allowed to pick Sexton? I mean, he's on the verge of having won all four motos. Yeah, I think you can because, yeah, okay. if you had said that before, this isn't, you know, the sleeper stuff where there's where there's yeah rules. yeah your your definition has changed a lot. It's difficult, but I mean, he the ball bounces a little bit differently. He is four zero. Yep, it's pretty damn good. Yep, yep. JT. Uh, well, we have no prep for this, so I'm winging it. Uh, disappointing four fifty. I I think you have to go Barsha. It just hasn't been inspiring on any level yet. I know somebody already chose that. That's okay. I. I just think everybody else has kind of been on the what we expected. Uh, surprising the upside, 450. Um, Anderson's an easy one. Uh, I would say Roxon. He's been consistent. His attitude is great. And he's been around the podium uh, the whole time so far, which is, is really encouraging. Disappointing, 250. Um... I don't know. I would say uh, 
losing Forkner would be pretty disappointing because he'd been out for a while. He gets back. He gets his momentum going. He wins Foxborough, puts in a pretty good ride at Pauley's around the top five. It wasn't awesome, but I thought it was a nice round, you know, round to get going. And then he's gone again. Now, now he's gone again. Like that's that's got to be such a huge blow to him. Like he's been fighting injuries for like two years straight, and uh, now he's gone. I think three three years, but at least he's got yeah, that win, okay. right? Like, yeah, th- thankfully, just, if he didn't, imagine if he didn't have that win and he was yeah. hurt again, right? Oh boy, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, like mentally, like it's got to be right. brutal just to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, surprise of the upside 250. I would say Shimoda. I, I didn't think he would be the fastest guy at times. Um, I thought he would be pretty good, top five, whatever. But I mean, if he can stay off the ground, he can win some races in this class. That's so, that's better than I expected. I wrote this in my column last week, JT. I'm sh- I know you're a big reader of it. Uh, the last three nationals last year, he goes two four two, and then at Paula mm-hmm. he gets a third. Was he third last week? Um, yes. So, so yeah, two four two three. His last four nationals. Now this week he's a fact to the four. Like, now this is starting to stack up spots, right? I know it's the end of the mm-hmm. year last year, and, like, whatever, everybody's kind of going through the motions. Not everybody, but some dudes are. So, but, yeah, this, this Shimoda thing well, is becoming a thing, maybe. Yeah, and I would say I test also. Uh, he just – he looks the part. Yep. No no doubt about it. Yep. All right. Anything else? Hangtown? Ron to Lakewood? Are you on to Lakewood, Steve? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I had a, I, I haven't told anybody too much, but yeah, I, I had a surgery and I really thought I would be 50, 50 for Paula, but then be at Hangtown and Lakewood. And now I'm probably 50, 50 for Lakewood. So, uh, Jeez. yeah, yeah. It's uh, going a little slower than I thought, but I, I'm trying. At what point right. do you just call it and we'll see it in? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, if I was, if I was Dylan Ferrandez, I guess I would. Or, or whatever. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what that's what top guys do. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll just might call it then. Uh, I'll, I'll be bring my game yep. back for Supercross. Yeah. No, I, I, I believe me. I got a a twelve hundred dollar flight to High Point coming up, so I'll be there. I got you beat. Mine was fifteen twenty one. Unbelievable. Oh it's insane. It's, it's insane. Not, yeah, it's just it's it's honestly. I talked about Marty with the gun and the mask. The airlines are popping out of your laptop with guns and masks. I can fly to Europe for the same price. It's insane. Yeah. So, all right, uh, Weege, uh, you'll be back with Carmichael this week, of course, and then uh, you'll also have a real professional pit reporter as well. So uh, hopefully that'll go a lot smoother than it's gone. Um, I'm sure it will. Yeah, looking forward to it. Maybe I'll even play fantasy this weekend. A lot oh, less to manage. Yep, yeah, yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot less to, to juggle and everything else. At least JT yeah. could hear yeah. Bondo this week, so that was a good positive thing. Oh, gosh. Uh, thank so you to Fly bad. Racing, Renthal, uh, Maxxis Tires, uh, Cobalinks, Motorsport.com, USA Batteries, Onyx Maps as well, All Balls Racing. Uh, all right, JT, Weege, thanks, boys. See ya. <laughs> This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.